Hello, friends. It's that time again. It's the Gold and Steel podcast where we talk everything Vegas Golden Knights. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm JP. As usual, I'm here with my good buddy, my partner in crime, Ian. And uh, we're going to do a quick wrap up of the Western Conference final, which unless you've been living under a rock, you know, uh, Vegas advanced. And it's now going to the <laughs> Stanley Cup final, which we will preview. Ian, they did it, man. What do you, I wasn't I wasn't sure there for a second, but <laughs> what do you th- what do you think, man? It uh, it turned out pretty well, right? It, it did, it did. And hello, everybody. Um, uh, again, like, this feels like by a couple of episodes ago. I'm not traveling this time. So I'm not in the car. Um, <laughs> I'm not in my normal location, so hence yeah. the uh, the lack of video. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I was quite quiet on Twitter the last couple of uh, of days uh, when it was getting ready for Game Six. I could tell. The kind of Twitterverse or the Vegas Twitterverse was getting more and more agitated, and I can totally understand why. By the way, um, but they did it, man, and they and they did it. Like if you're going to win Game Six, you win with a shutout, and you absolutely destroy your opponent. You know, mm-hmm. I was not sat there in the third period thinking, "Wow, this could go either way." So you know, it was it was quite relaxing in the end. But um, yeah. but yeah, yeah. it wasn't done. a white. Wasn't a white knuckle ride right to the end, but uh, let's just do a quick recap of how the series went because it definitely had no shortage of drama, right? Um, games, if I'm not mistaken, games one and two both went to overtime and Vegas mm-hmm. won both of those. So those were close games, right? Th- those were games that, uh, you know, in OT, um, oftentimes an OT game can go can go either way for sure. Game three, Vegas dominated. Right, that was a four-zero victory, as I recall, and and then uh, and then Dallas comes storming back and wins Game Four and Game Five to the point mm-hmm. that everybody thinks Dallas may actually pull off coming back from three nothing, which has only happened what four times in the history of the modern NHL or the history of the NHL right. period. Yeah. I think um, mm-hmm. people were really believing there for a second, but. You know, it's fascinating, you know, if, if you don't know about this, I'm sure most of the people who listen to this podcast do, but I think it's fascinating that in game three, Jamie Benn gets that that horrendous five-minute major and game misconduct for the cross-check on Stone's face. He gets suspended for two games, and Dallas uh, only won the games where Ben was out of the lineup. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> When, when when Jamie Ben was in the lineup, they lost all four games that he was in for. So um, crazy. I don't know. What do you think, Ian? I mean, for me, I kind of feel like, and we talked about this a little bit. I feel like Dallas was almost strangely inspired in some way by losing their captain, and they kind of dug deep, maybe to try to keep the series alive until he came mm-hmm. back. But I feel like they really were kind of spent. I feel like those two emotional games, That's I feel it. like they, there just wasn't any gas left in the tank by game six. That's kind of yeah. what I saw. But what's your take on that? How, this was a weird series, right? Really up and down. It was, it but, you know, we, we predicted six or seven games. So Yeah, and I think if it had been six games and there hadn't been the 3-0 start, then there wouldn't have been the panic that we saw going to game six from the Vegas mm-hmm. fan base. Um, you're right, though. And that's where, for me... You can kind of look at the series as a, you know, as a they won in six. But if, if you break down the games like you did a minute ago, games one and two could have gone either way. Really could have gone either way. Game four could have gone either way. Um, if Vegas could well have closed it out in, 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 you know, in four, they didn't. 
but they could have done. Um, it wasn't a whitewash by any stretch of the imagination. Um, game five was probably the banana skin for, for Vegas, and that was the one where then you, you and you right said, JP, people started giving that that you know that commentary around, well, maybe Dallas are going to come back. But I just think it was a, a bridge too far. There's a reason why only four teams in 100 years have managed to come back from 3 nothing, um, and, mm-hmm. and that's because it's ridiculously difficult. And there's always a reason why you've, you're three down in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think Dallas will look back on that series and it'll be, it'll be what could have been because I don't think there was a massive gulf in quality between the two teams. I don't think that, um, you know, that, that Vegas were streets better than, than Dallas. They obviously won the series, which was job done. And in game mm-hmm. six, they looked a lot better, but you hit the nail on the head in terms of, I think that was more second, the game got away from Dallas heads drop because everybody knows in the stadium, they know, um, you know, in, the locker room, everybody knows their season is done. And right. and that must be so deflating. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. So if they'd have won game six, I think game seven could have been really, really, really tight. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that they didn't. But it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was close. It was close and it was a great series. There, were, there was definitely that feeling in game six of they have to close it out tonight. It felt that mm-hmm. way to me. They have to close it out in game six because if they let this go to seven, kind of like you said before, I think you said this on the last episode, Ian, if you're stupid enough to let it to game, let it get to game seven, anything can happen. And yep. you, you could argue that, okay, both teams have pressure, but if Vegas lets it get to game seven, there's more pressure on them of having to forevermore wear the moniker of, the team that let Dallas come back from 3-0. I was dreading that as a fan. I remember thinking that like, oh, please don't, you know, I'll survive the the loss if they get eliminated, but it's the moniker of being of being knocked out after going up 3-0. That's just not mm-hmm. a badge any team wants to wear. But I mean, but speaking of game six, a lot of people in the Vegas camp and Vegas fans and and people in this part of the country are saying that it is it was a perfect hockey game. Like it was one of the best games Vegas has ever played. It's certainly the best playoff game I've ever seen them play. Mm-hmm. I've seen them play some regular season games that were pretty amazing, but th- this was almost you could almost say that it was the perfect hockey game. I mean, they were absolutely dominant from start to finish smothered dallas i mean dallas got had nothing going at all in that game and it was right from the puck drop and the game was over in the first period they were up three nothing at the end of the first so it it was a clinic and like you said great timing that that's a great way to close out the series you know Mm -hmm. before you head head into the final although you know do we carry momentum from series to series not so sure about that. Like the, the matchups change, <laughs> the opponent changes, but, but the team has got to be feeling good uh, with a performance like that. And um, I guess the big question is, and you brought this up and, and we'll cover this a little more when we get to our Stanley cup final preview here in a few minutes. But, you know, the main thing is it's, it's this rest situation, right? And clearly the Panthers are going to be very well rested will it come back to haunt Vegas that they had to play a harder series? They could have closed it out in four, right? It could have been sweep. And instead they had to play six games. So do you think that's something that, 
you know, that could come back to haunt them. I mean, they're still going to get quite a bit of time off here. Uh, I think they will have had five or six days off by game one of the Stanley Cup final. It's also hard to say where their health is. I know nobody's missing time. Nobody's missing games right now. But, you know, by this point in the playoffs, teams are, a lot of guys are, are playing hurt, right? We just don't know it. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you think? I mean, could they pay a price for that? Or do you think that's a kind of a non-issue? Um, no, it's probably two schools of thought. So I, I do think it would be nice to have the break. And Florida are probably benefiting health-wise from the break. But uh, the, 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 I guess the, the counter to that argument would be that they're also going to have lost that momentum that you mentioned earlier because it's so long that, that Florida – I mean, Florida has absolutely destroyed Carolina, as we were saying before we click record. You know, There was – swept them, done in four, um, and they've had a lot of time to plan. So that might be a benefit. But they've also had a lot of time to, to kind of lose – Game sharpness, and we do, we, you know, we see that in all sports. So, I, I will it really affect them? Probably not. I mean, I think this is one of those talking points where it's very easy to make this sound like it's going to be a really pivotal swing in the series. It, it probably won't be. I think both teams have played a lot of games. I mean, they play 82 games in a regular season, so these guys are already knackered before they go into the playoffs. Now, they've both mm-hmm. pretty much played the same number of games. Um, I don't yeah. know exactly how many games Florida have played, but I know that they didn't sweep every series and they had a really hard series in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, the, then it was the infamous Leafs series uh, so with those right. memes of the fans chanting, we want Florida are still uh, yeah. are still ringing around the internet. Um, yeah. But the, <laughs> so I, I think it's probably a, a, a nil point. I think for every plus, there's a minus on the other side. You know, I, I do think the momentum will carry into game one. Will it last past game one? Well, it depends how game one goes because uh, it is a different opponent. They've got different strengths, as we're going to talk about in, in a bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Dallas and not Florida. Florida and not Dallas are two very different hockey teams. And likewise for us, Vegas and not Carolina. So we've got different strengths uh, and weaknesses that uh, the Carolina didn't bring to the series that Florida just had. And, and arguably, mm-hmm. this is always the thing when you get East versus West now. You start to see the difference in terms of the physical makeup of the teams. And the West has always been seen as this kind of big, strong, heavy conference, whereas the East has always been seen as more skilled. So you do get that kind of mixed match. And, and this is a team that Vegas haven't really seen in the regular season like they do their divisional rivals. So um, mm. it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I, I don't think the, the break makes that much difference. Mate. It would do if it was earlier in the playoffs because you don't get the, the gap like we get now. But because mm-hmm. they, they're getting them, I and let's be honest, they tie everything up so that game – Four, five, and six. Oh, sorry, five, six, and seven are all at you know are, are good times for, for for TV. So there's a nice break, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to benefit yeah. both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm just I was just doing the math in my head. So dangerous. And, well, actually, you know, but, but before yeah, before we because we're 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 starting to ooze into Stanley Cup preview here. I want to cover one more point <laughs> on the conference final, and then that will be a good transition mm-hmm. into the Stanley Cup final. So. We'll put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to it. But Aiden Hill, man. I mean, look. Wow. <laughs> we, we were just talking about this. Aiden Hill has a higher save percentage than Bobrovsky does right now. Bobrovsky's been an absolute brick wall. Now, you could mm-hmm. say some of that. You could say some of that is Vegas's defensive system. But t- uh, talk to me about Aiden Hill. I mean, th- this is... I mean, uh, this, uh, this uh, is a guy who, when he joined Vegas, I mean, you both said it. He was brought in to be a backup 
um, arguably initially a backup to a backup because we, they weren't sure what was going to happen with Lerner and we'll park that until the off season because there's a load of stuff we could talk about there which we're not going to um, but this is a guy who has never really been given a shot he's never really had the chance to kind of show what he can do on the big stage when he was at Arizona there was a lot of talk about Aiden Hill being this kind of upcoming prospect and has the ability to be a starter but it never really happened now he's had his chance. He's grabbed it with both hands. I mean, let's just quickly go through the six games again the Dallas series, right? And his save percentage overall, as you rightly said, is nine three seven, and Bobrovsky's is nine three five. They're both awesome, by the way. But that nine three seven, that is Mark Andre Fleury at his prime style playoffs. Like that is the mm-hmm. sort of thing that only the elite goalies do, right? To be this mm-hmm. consistent. So defense, I think, definitely helps. But he's he's saving shots. So he had 23 right. saves in game six. We talked about game six. It was a bit of a rout. Game five, okay, that was not great. 30 saves out of 34, 882 save percentage. Game four, 929 save percentage, 39 saves, 42 shots. Game three, shutout, 40, 34 saves. Uh, game two, it was 28, or 28 shots, 26 saves, again, 929. And then in the first game, 33 saves with 36 shots, 917. So, all in all, that is pretty impressive uh, in terms of in terms of save percentage. And, and I think, you know, he's faced a lot of adversity as well in terms of he got thrown in. He wasn't like it wasn't that Brossois was doing poorly and he was brought in and it was like a case of what well, can he save our season? Brossois was playing well and he went down yeah. injured. But right. I think you know, Hill's done two things. One, he has one hundred percent been one of the reasons why Vegas is not only in the Stanley Cup final, but why they could win it. Uh, and we'll mm-hmm. keep a pin in that. Um, but the other thing is he's made the Vegas off season really tough because where mm-hmm. you would have thought Logan Thompson is the guaranteed starter next year, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I know some Vegas fans, will, will, uh, Logan Thompson's their boy, but I'm not being funny, but if Aiden Hill isn't the starter of Vegas, I would expect him to be the starter somewhere else because he's proven he can do it. Yeah, yeah, and and it would have to be Logan Thompson would have to fight its way back in. Like it's Correct. it's definitely not his net by for a while there it was kind of his net by default, and it's not that way anymore. Especially if Vegas goes on to win the cup and Hill's the guy, right? You you it doesn't it's it's unlucky for Thompson, but but Hill will be the man going forward until proven and right until proven otherwise, like you said, or or unless it's for someone else. But I would. You know, I think I, I, I'm almost positive they would try to lock him down. You know, keep keep him on the team, and like I yeah. said, we'll we'll save it for the off season. You know, as far as Leonard goes, but I've said this many times before. I never expect to see Leonard in a Vegas Golden Knights jersey again. So I, you know, and we can dive no, into done. that more. And I, yeah, no, but I, I, yeah, if he if he ever even plays hockey again, no, it, it no. won't be for the Knights, and no. there's a lot of reasons for that. But um. But I mean, yeah, what a what a, an amazing story, and uh, mm. we saw flashes of this from Aiden Hill, like I said, in the middle of the regular season. But he got injured. He was starting to play some amazing hockey and, and had a couple of incredible performances, and and then got hurt. And it wasn't even clear he didn't like leave a game injured either. It was just it was the New Jersey game, which was outstanding, mm-hmm. one of the best performances of the year. He didn't leave that game hurt. He finished the game. And then all of a sudden, I think it was the next day or two days later, he's, you know, he's now he's out hurt. So might have been the kind of thing where he, he was he was good enough to finish and then 
you know, after the game, yeah. he's like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, how that goes. But this is a different but, um, set of pressure, isn't it? I mean, I think that's what's been most impressive for me, not just that he's got a great save percentage and, you know, he's, he's winning games. It's that he's doing this in really, really high pressure scenarios. And he showed mm-hmm. once or twice now in, in, in this, in this uh, playoffs that, that he can have a bad game and then bounce back. Because his first game in, yeah. in net after, after he took the start from Brossois, you know, when Brossois went down, in the Edmonton series, he, you know, it wasn't easy, you know, and it wasn't a great mm-hmm. game, uh, and Vegas lost it from memory, uh, and and yeah. it, it it wasn't there was then question marks over whether he could actually do this, and I think me and you both said at the time that this is his first ever playoff game, got to give the guy a chance, and right. and he he then the next game he was fantastic, and he so he showed that mm-hmm. he can he can take some punches and, and get back up, mm-hmm. and that's what you need from a goalie, and that's what. Bobrovsky's also showed, you know, I think this is going to be, you know, without getting too into the preview, but this is you know, by far Aiden Hill's performances are, are the reason why Vegas, or one of the main reasons why Vegas are in the Stanley Cup final. He has been absolutely mm-hmm. outstanding. And yeah. Oh, often. yeah. 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 He's, he's made some, some absolutely outstanding saves. Um, some, several times, mm-hmm. you know, watching the game where I've said, wow, I, how did that not go in? Right. You know, when you see a save like that, when you're waiting for the, for the ref to point, you know, and for the (laughs) goal horn to go off or whatever. And you're thinking like, yeah, that that's, that's in for, for sure. That's in. And somehow it's not. And somehow it's in Aiden Hill's glove. Um, yeah, he's coming up with, like you said, he's making the saves that he should make and he's making quite a few that he shouldn't. Correct. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been quite a ride. Now, one other point before we move on to our Stanley cup, uh, preview, that probably isn't getting talked about a whole lot, but it makes a lot of sense to me. I heard Gary Lawless on a podcast today, and Gary Lawless, for those of you who don't know, is uh, one of the reporters that works for the team, and he does radio, uh, com- radio color commentary, and anyway, big part of the Golden Knights organization. He was a guest on a on a podcast today, and he mentioned how important Jonathan Quick's presence has been for mm. Aiden Hill's performance. And that makes a lot of sense to me because if you think about it, Jonathan Quick, total veteran, he's been here before, been there, done that, won two Stanley Cups, I think, mm-hmm. right? He's been down that road. And according to Lawless, you know, Jonathan Quick's attitude is not, well, I'm waiting for this guy to fail so that I can get in there. His attitude has been very much like, hey, we're all part of this team. And he's you know, he's coaching Hill and he's helping Hill with pointers and he's, you know, keeping Hill focused and calm. And so I think, you know, it's one of those things where picking Jonathan Quick up, we'll see how things go. He may, you know, he may never see any game time during the playoffs, but that still may have been a really wise move for a lot of other reasons, for those intangibles that you don't necessarily see on the ice it makes perfect sense to me it's got to be really calming to have him sitting there on the bench right a guy who's been there done that grizzled veteran right this guy knows what's up when it comes to deep playoff runs so i thought that was a really interesting point and you know fingers crossed knock on wood we may still see quick in there hopefully they ride (laughs) aiden hill you know to the end but but if if quick never sees any game time during this playoffs um he will have still played a huge role in how I, I agree. This, and I think mm-hmm. he's, he's playing that kind of mental role, isn't he? You know, people, it mm-hmm. happens in, 
in, in work as well. You get that kind of coach versus mentor style of, uh, of management. And I think with, with Aiden, with Aiden Hill and Jonathan Quick, and you're right, Quick did win, win two Stanley Cups 2012 and 2014. Um, but he, he, um, he's playing that role of the mentor. You know, he's playing that role of, of, of managing Aiden Hill through this, you know, as being that voice. And I think that's, and we've seen other goalie tandems do that. And that's, that's where the more experienced head, like you said, it's not, it's not a battle for the first because you know, Quick Quick didn't want to get traded in the first place, and then obviously he's 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 not going to be that first uh, whether he starts or not. I'm sure he'd want to, but it's fine. I think. But the but Aiden Hill, I mean, just to, to finish on him, and uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We've got a Stanley Cup final to 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 win first, but you know, there's there's part of me that's, that hears the word MVP when I when I think of Aiden Hill. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Quick won. Con Smythe in 2012, so it's not even maybe the first goalie to uh, to win the MVP. But I, I think Aiden Hill has been has been that good, and I'm sure that there's you know we could we could argue until the cows come home about the different Vegas players and what they've brought to it. You know, Marsha Show, I call uh, others, um, but it's just yeah, he's he's been an absolute rock. So it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been an absolute blast to watch, and hopefully it continues. Um, so let's let's get into this Stanley Cup final, man. This this is <laughs> this is Vegas's second appearance in the Stanley Cup final in six years, and they are a very different Vegas Golden Knights team than the team that went to the final in year one. Um, and I just was doing the math earlier when you were talking in terms of between the two teams. So Florida has played sixteen games. Because they there were seven games in the first round, five games in the second round, and four games in the um, so sixteen games, and then uh, yeah, four rounds in the final in the conference final, and mm-hmm. then Vegas has played one more game. Vegas has played seventeen. They went five games, six games, and six games. Six and six, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Ve- Vegas has one more loss than Florida. So pretty close, actually, in terms of how many games each team has played, um, but. This this feels different to me than year one. Year one was that Cinderella story. It was that tenacious, scrappy team that nobody expected anything out of. In some ways, the roles are flipped a little bit this time around. Now, Florida is not quite the same as the first year of Vegas Golden Knights, but it, it's almost like the roles are flipped a little bit. Florida yeah. is that tenacious, forechecking team, tremendous work ethic, Um you know, Vegas is that sort of complete roster. They're com- they a complete roster and totally poised to win a cup. And the interesting thing about playoff runs is, you know, you always think how it's going to go. You always think you know how it's going to go. And it's going well until it's not, right? And I remember in year one, it was like, oh, Vegas is going to go all the way. They're going to win the cup. And they beat Winnipeg in five games <laughs> in the conference final. And so you're thinking, oh, they're going to be great had a loosey-goosey game one against the Caps, and that was it. They ran into a wall, and they could never overcome it again. So that's the crazy thing. We can predict all day what we think is going to happen <laughs> in this final, but it could happen to either team, right? Like you're doing well until you're not, <laughs> until you hit a wall or, you know, who knows what goes on. But um, talk to me a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Florida because, mm-hmm. wow, have they been impressive, right? They have been a truly impressive story now we forget that they won the president's trophy last year right so we're not dealing with a crappy core but their their regular season was 
yeah. was a little bit uh, disappointing, right? And they barely squeezed into the playoffs. But boy, did they heat up at the right time. And you knock Boston out. I mean, it's gonna make no wonder waves. these guys believe they can beat anybody, right? They beat Boston. They probably think, you know, they may think they've got this in the bag already. So yeah. but talk to me a little bit about Florida. Well, like, look, what's what do we got to watch out for against these guys? You're right. I mean, look, they're, they're, a, they're a great team. They are, they've retained most of their core that was the, the President's Trophy win. Obviously, they had the massive trade in the offseason, which was where they brought into Chuck the Calgary and Florida trade, the one that Huberdo went to Chuck and all that mess that happened with it, um, which obviously looks like it's benefited Florida far more than Calgary. But, you know, that that's it didn't always look like that for the regular season. And so this is a team that's got some really, really big strengths, but they didn't have a good regular season. They only just got into the playoffs. They're pretty certain, and, uh, and feel free to, to correct us below on the comments um, on either Twitter or YouTube, but... If I'm if I'm mistaken here, but I'm pretty certain that it was the last game of the season that they actually clinched. I don't think that, and if they didn't, mm-hmm. it was the game before that. They, they didn't clinch like a lot of the other teams that were in the wild card spots, like especially in the West, where they clinched with days to go. It was literally them or Pittsburgh, I think, or them and you know maybe one of the other teams, and and it was right down to the wire whether they were going to get in or not. And ultimately, at that point, everybody was saying this is a really disappointing season. And there's been other things. There was the Spencer Knight issue, which plagued them at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he's not there at the moment. He's off getting help. Um, and that obviously knocked the team back. They changed a uh, new coach, obviously, Paul Maurice coming in. And we'll talk about him in a bit. Um, so there's a change of style. Uh, and we've seen that in Vegas. And so sometimes that clicks. Sometimes it doesn't. It takes a bit of time to click. Uh, but Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, since they made the playoffs... They've been they've been an absolute beast. Like you said, you had like um, the uh, David and Goliath, which was Boston versus Florida, and and they beat them. And I think ever since then, they've they've, they've looked and felt um, unstoppable. And mm-hmm. when they tore Carolina apart, I think that was you know people are now standing up and saying these guys could do this. Um, and I and I don't mm-hmm. think this is an easy easy game but like you rightly said everything's going great until it's not can they handle it if Vegas win the first two games can they pick themselves back up again like they did against Boston obviously they weren't 3-0 down I think it was 3-1 when they turned it around I think they'd won one game in between um, but it was a, it, they, they had to fight back to win that series but since then it's been it's been a pretty much a rolling forward so I think you know this is a, this is a, a good hockey team very different opponent to what we used to, uh, and one that we can't, you, you know, Vegas can't sleep on these guys. Um, but you're right in terms of Vegas, it is it is different to, to year one. You know, they're not the underdog now. If anything, Florida are. Um, mm-hmm. But it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really excited for it. I, I kind of hope it goes to seven because I love like the game seven, everything on the line. And Vegas fans are going to be like, only if we win it. But <laughs> but it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going to be. It's got to be. It's it's got to be so painful to get to a game seven and not make it right to get that close. Or what we haven't seen in the Stanley cup final in a long time is like game seven OT, right? Like that, <laughs> you know, that, that that's the kind of thing that could put you that's in an early grave or, or, and especially if you get that close and don't make it. So, uh, yeah, my, uh, I'm not sure my car- cardiovascular system could, <laughs> could well, handle it, but Hey, it, it could very well go that way. Right. I mean, it's, it this is not going to be an easy, it's not going to be an easy series for, for either team, but this is the best shot that Vegas 
has legitimate shot Vegas has at Correct. the cup. You know, year one was a, that was a Cinderella story mm-hmm. and everybody was excited and like, these guys might be able to do it. But in reality, they probably were never going to beat the Capitals. Like the Capitals were just a considerably better team and Vegas was super banged up mm-hmm. by the final. Even though most of the team was playing after the fact, they were beyond banged up. Like they were so injured, totally ran out of gas. But Vegas this year, they still have a lot of gas left in the tank. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not see, I'm not seeing a team now. Given we know that there are, there's going to be injuries that guys are playing through that we don't know about. But the other difference is in year one, there were players that missed considerable amounts of time during the playoffs, like guys that were out injured. Yep. And so far, Brossois is the only guy that we know who's missed time for injury, or at least. You know, it's quite possible, right? A couple of the guys that sit in the press box who have kind of come into the lineup and out, you know, Bluger, Amadio, those guys, maybe those guys are nursing something, right? And then that's why they bench them or something. But by and large, it seems like the team is still intact yep, and still pretty peppy. I don't think Stone's at 100%. I think it's pretty obvious that he hasn't been the entire playoffs. Um, but that's, we're not he surprised need by to be that, though. right? He just, and he doesn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's what he brings in spirit exactly. and his hockey IQ, even when he's not at a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It's what he, what he brings, you know, as, as the captain is what it's, mm-hmm. he lifts the team. He is, he's like, he's the emotion that runs through that squad. And, um, and that's what he mm-hmm. brings in. He could bring that even if he was 50% and he's certainly healthy enough to, yeah. to play. I mean, you can tell that Dallas knew how big, uh, an impact the stone makes because everybody was trying, you know, and we saw it with Edmonds as well. Everybody's trying to to take him out. Everybody's mm-hmm. trying to get him, yeah. you know, being harsh, but it's true. They're trying to injure him because they want him to to be yeah. out because they know he's yeah. such a big thing for Vegas. Um, right. And I think, and, right. and I don't want to jump too far ahead, man, but for me, I think there's three three big things that this this series is going to be about. And we can talk about strengths and stuff in a minute, but the three battles for me that I think are going to decide the Stanley Cup final. Um, this is the hot take, right? Is uh, is the goalie battle is one. Who's going to mm-hmm. come out on top? Bobrovsky versus Hill. Both been fantastic to now. Who's going to win that? It's going to be pivotal. Then you've got the X factor, as I've wrote down here, which is who of the the elite stars, and both teams have them, whether it's Eichel, to Chuck, you know, whoever. Who's going to stand up and be counted there? Because there's a couple of names on both team sheets that need to play you know, obviously, Tuchuk's got 21 points. He is, let's think, either the second or third highest point scorer in the playoffs. Uh, and obviously, he's played less games. Um, so he obviously is on fire. But Vegas have, have been scoring points as well, albeit it's more distributed across the team. Uh, and then the last one is around the coaches. You've got two very different styles. And I don't think for a minute that game six wasn't that that's, that, that kind of change in, in Vegas's attitude wasn't driven by um, Cassidy. I don't think for one moment Cassidy took them back in the locker room after game five and said, don't worry about it, guys, on to the next one. I think he probably gave them an absolute rollicking. And then they you know, mm-hmm. they kick up the arse that they needed. And then they came out in game six and got it done. Paul Maurice is a very mm-hmm. similar style of coach from that mentality, but they play very different styles of, of hockey. Um, and you're going to see that kind of mix matching styles when, when, they, when the two teams face off in, what, 24, 48 yeah. hours. So... Um, yeah, that's the three big battles for me. Whoever wins those three, you know, the two of those three, mm-hmm. I think goes on to win it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I anticipate a, a really exciting series. And, you know, you've got all the characters too, right? There's like these larger than life characters on both of these teams, <laughs> like, right? Like Kachuk, like what a, and this Monsoon, guy, yeah. his personality during this, um, during this um, playoff run, right? Like his leadership and he's scoring all these game winners. And I don't know if you've seen the way he sort of skates off the ice. Like when he scores a game winner, he doesn't want to stand out there and celebrate. He's just like, come on. And he like skates off the ice immediately. <laughs> yeah, that, Have you yeah. seen that? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of game winners. Yeah. It's, it's really unusual. Right. So, so there's all this personality coming from that guy. And then you got guys like Radko Gudis, right. Who just, just like, Monster. you know, he's like something out of a comic book. Right. And, and you look at this guy <laughs> now with his playoff beard, right. He, he looks like a, you know, it looks like Zeus or something. Like his beard is sticking, you know, it's like sticking out a foot from his face. Like there, there's like the, it, the series is ripe for, for all kinds of drama and storylines, which is what part of what makes playoff hockey so much fun. And, and I think the three battles that you mentioned are, I think you're spot on there. Um, you know, I like we, in in the West, we obviously we don't know Florida quite as well. We don't watch them as often. I remember they looked amazing last year. And I think they bring some of those same strengths, at least from what I've observed from the games that I've watched. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, you know, they seem like they're a fast team to me. They seem like they're incredibly tenacious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem like they have a brutal forecheck, which Vegas does too. So it'll be really interesting to see two teams that have, you know, an incredibly high pressure forecheck going on. And, um, I'll tell you the one thing that makes me nervous about Florida. This play during this playoffs, they have a relentless work ethic. Yep. I mean, they, and, and listen, if you get outworked, you're going to lose a lot of nights. And so Vegas needs to do what they did in game six against Dallas. Because in game six, their work ethic was 110%. I mean, they were on point for the entire 60. And I fully expect Florida to do that. They will, their work ethic is going to be second to none. I fully expect. Now you would hope that Vegas would be up for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be one of Vegas's flaws. Like they, they sometimes they, they get out there and they don't, you know, they don't quite have that same work ethic every once in a while. Now, maybe it's not that they don't have the work ethic. It, maybe it's that the other team, you know, gets an advantage and then, you know, the other team's playing so well that they can make you look bad. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. But that's what worries me particularly about Florida. They are tenacious, relentless, just keep coming at you, you know? And Vegas is built that way too, but uh, but scrappy. That's how I would put it. Florida is like <laughs> a super, super scrappy team. And I think both teams are going to have to look for those greasy goals. I think there's going to be a lot of those sort of greasy, up-close, hack-and-whack you know, rebounds in the blue paint. Like I expect a lot of that kind of scoring or maybe not a lot, but I, a, a lot of the scoring I expect to be yeah. those kind of goals yeah, I, in this series, especially because both, like you said, both goalies right now are just brick walls, yeah, aren't they? They are. And, and you're right. Look, I think, yeah, I think it was to our reading where I said that Paul Maurice's teams uh, are driven by three E's. It's effort, energy and effort. And I think that's the, that's the way that they, they play. Um, and they had to. I remember mm-hmm. that first game against Carolina had like, what, three overtimes? You know, so they played six periods. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the game because by the time I got up in the UK, the game was still going. And you could see like Carolina fans yeah. in the crowd. It was like 1 a.m. their time. And they were like yeah. kind of sleeping in there, in there, sort of trying to in their seats. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and the game was still going. And, 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 
and I yeah. think yes, you know, the players were obviously tired, but Florida was still playing that same game. <clears throat> now, if you look at the statistics, mm-hmm. Florida's only real standout statistic is their power play. It's a twenty-seven point nine percent, which is considerably higher than Vegas's, which is eighteen point five. So, I do think in terms of comparisons to previous series, it's a little bit like Edmonton, where Vegas are going to have to be very careful about how many penalties they give away. <clears throat> There's always the, the mm-hmm. chance that you know you allow the emotion of the of the uh, of the spectacle to get the better of you, um, but in terms of the rest, like the power, the penalty kill is give or take the same as Vegas is slightly higher at seventy one uh, percent, whereas Vegas, uh, Vegas is just over sixty three. Um, but face off, it's a, Vegas have got a better face off percentage, they've got a better sh- shots and goal. So I think overall, Vegas looks statistically like the better team, but. You know, mm-hmm. Florida in the Stanley Cup final for a reason, and uh, I do think it's it comes down to this kind of never say die spirit that Paul Maurice is. is yeah. And I remember him, you know, he was famously quoted, wasn't he, before the the Boston series finished, saying we're gonna we're gonna wear this team down, and we're gonna beat them, and 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 mm-hmm. that's exactly what they did over the seven games, and right. Um, right, and that's why, you know, if this series is done in four or five games, I'll be really, really, really shocked. Um, because I this yeah. to me has six or seven written on it because I just don't see either team giving up. Mm-hmm. I think Vegas aren't going to give up. Um, you know, there's a lot of people yeah. on that Vegas roster who will have dreamt about being in a Sunday Cup final. There's not that many that are from the original yeah. year, so there's not that many people in the Vegas team that actually went to the Sunday Cup final in year one. Um, so, right. you know, people like I call people like that. They're, they're, this is their 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 this is their chance, his chance. Um, Aiden Hill as well you know, we mentioned earlier so it's super exciting super exciting and we'll, we'll see absolutely yeah, yeah oppor- opportunities like this are very rare and and I think you're right I think if Vegas stays disciplined and I think if they stick to their structure and and the work ethic is there then Vegas probably has a slight edge in the series but you know how that goes puck luck is a thing and momentum shifts and um, it, this will not be a boring series I mm. expect it to be uh, action-packed, fast-paced, um, very, you know, it's, it's, I expect it to be pretty physical, especially at the beginning, right? I feel like especially in the game one and two, mm-hmm. I think both teams will be trying to establish dominance. Um, you know, Vegas doesn't need to get pulled into the scrums and all that stuff. That's that's probably what Florida wants in the same way that Edmonton wanted that. Um, and so... I think it'll be to Vegas' advantage to avoid that at all costs if that's the kind of game Florida wants to play because yeah, you know, we've seen how that how that pans out. But um, well, I'm, man, I'm pumped about it. I, I, you know, it's it's pretty amazing that the Knights are here again. And I think if they ever had a shot at it, they, they've got their best shot this year. Like there's a, you know, there's a considerable chance here that that vegas will ultimately lift the cup in this series they've got just as good a shot if if not a slightly better shot uh, than florida to get it done now fun little side bit here ian that i told you a little bit about before (laughs) um before we wrap up but just thought i'd share it with our listeners now so i'm going to be at the stanley cup final game one uh, actually, I'm going to be at game one and game two. Game two, I'm going as a spectator. I have tickets for game two. Game one, um, for those of, those of you that don't know, I work in video production and media. Um, I work as a producer and I work on crews. And so randomly, I'm not going to be at the game representing Golden Steel, but I am going to be at the game and I'm going to be 
working backstage and I'm actually going to be on the video crew with Emily Kaplan of uh, ESPN, uh, who is, for those of you who don't know, she's like the main ringside reporter and I'm going to be uh, on her video crew. So actually going to spend the whole game with her and doing the player interviews. And so I only bring that up because it's kind of fun. And also because I want you guys, you know, our listeners to tune into the next episode because I'll probably have all kinds of fun little stories <laughs> <laughs> from behind the scenes of what it was like to work with Emily Kaplan. And of course, we're going to be interviewing players and uh, I'm going to be right in the middle of it. And I couldn't be more thrilled. The only thing that sucks, Ian, is that I'm going to be working. And so I'm not going to be able to sit back and watch the game. I'm going to be having to focus on my job. but. Um, but, you know, what an opportunity, right, to be right there in the middle of all of it. It's like I said, it's what I do, but I've never worked uh, a Stanley Cup final. I've never worked in this particular uh, environment before. So I'm pretty pumped about that. But, yeah, for awesome. our listeners, um, tune in next episode because I'll definitely have some fun stories to share. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully it's also that Vegas has a win that night. So Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Actually, one thing we, we didn't mention in terms of um, – and you're going to be front and center there. I mean, I know you said you're working, and, uh, and, and and that's it's so awesome to be able to be that close, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of the players, the interviews, the action as well, because obviously they interviewed them right on the, on, on the edge of the rink. But the atmosphere for mm -hmm. game one is no doubt going to be absolutely electric. And it can't be understated how important the, the atmosphere that the Vegas fan base is going to bring could have on those initial games. You know, how loud the building mm -hmm. is, how much the team is supported, like that can make the difference. You know, being arguably the sixth, yeah. sixth man, you know, person. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah they, 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 it, it was, it was worth it to earn that home ice advantage, right? Like Vegas, it's weird because Vegas is a really good road team as well, uh, and Florida just seems to be good no matter where they play. But, but you're right; there are times when that home ice advantage matters mm -hmm. for sure. Especially, I feel like uh, if it's a situation where Vegas goes up by a couple goals early or something like that, yeah. that's when the home ice advantage can really help. The crowd is rocking, right? And the opponent, you'd have to not be human to not be a little rattled by that, especially on such a big stage. Stanley Cup final, right? I mean, these guys are pros, but they're human. So you're right. That that's my hope is that Vegas gets off to a fast start, you know, goes up by one or two goals early on and uh, you know, can start off by winning at least game one. You know, good chance there'll be a split between game one and game two. But if Vegas goes back to Florida up to nothing, they they definitely are in a very advantageous position. So okay. it'll be important for them to strike strike first and strike fast. But um well, we shall soon find out. Um, Ian, it's a pleasure as always, buddy. And uh, what a great time of year. And it, we lucked out. We've only been doing this podcast, what, a year and a half, a couple of years. And uh, here we are in the final. We've been talking about this forever. And we're actually going to get to watch it. Going get, to get to see what happens here, man. I'm, I'm pumped. And um, hopefully we'll, we'll see how things pan out. But um, folks, we're probably going to bring you I think one more episode very likely before the series is over mm -hmm. unless it's a sweep or something unless something crazy happens and it's a sweep then our next episode will be a stanley cup wrap-up uh and kind of a season wrap-up before we sort of take a break but assuming the series goes long we'll probably bring you one more episode before the cup is lifted by one team or the other and then after that we'll do our kind of end of the season wrap-up but Lots of exciting stuff coming up and um, 
What do you think, Ian? You want to do one more here before, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we before were talking the end of the series? Before we press go. So I'm I'm going to be in uh, Mallorca from uh, next or this coming Tuesday for, That's for right. a week. Little vacay. Little vacay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, um, mm-hmm. Luckily, my phone means that I'll be able to still watch the games, which will be cool. Uh, time difference is Excellent. not much different, so it'll still be horrendous, but I can uh, use the Via Play app to do that. So I can still watch the games. Um, and yeah, like you said, man, I think we'll, we'll try and record something either after game four or before game five. Yeah. In that. yeah, around game four yeah. or game five, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, yeah, and then we'll have yeah. a good feel for where the series is. Well, headed, what I might do so. that time is make sure we have well, the video um, on, mate, just to, just to get the listeners jealous. Yeah. I've got uh, pina coladas and uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. Uh, yeah, today we're, for, for those who are not watching on YouTube, today we're we're only recording video for me because of where Ian is at the moment. Uh, anybody who's watching on YouTube will obviously be able to see that you can't see Ian's yeah. face today. But yeah, we'll get you on video next time. And um, once again, I, I, our, you know, our listeners have been so engaged and uh, involved and we've been having great conversations and um, lots of growth lately. And we really appreciate that from all of you. So, And feel free to get in touch with us, everybody. Uh, you can visit our website, goldandsteel.vegas goldandsteel.vegas and there's a mailbag feature there you can get in touch with us if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on the show or any questions or you just want to say hi and of course also on the gold and steel twitter profile which is um at gold and steel vgk on twitter you can you can talk to us we're on there every day so we'd love to hear from you but thanks again everybody for for joining us and exciting times to come here fingers crossed that uh, vegas can finally lift the cup i say finally they've only been in the league for six years but (laughs) (laughs) we've been hoping for it all this time so uh and this could be the year so thanks again everybody stay safe take it easy enjoy this rare opportunity to watch our team in the final and uh We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.